Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to another episode of the, of the Toad's Tunes. I'm sitting here with the Swan Brothers. Colton, Zach, what's up? What's going, what's going on? on? This Dude, is our second time, right? Second time up here, but yeah. more than two times at Stoney's. But oh, yeah. of yes. course. Yes. Yeah, but second time on... on on the Toad's ama- Tunes. In this amazing room. In dude. this dungeon of awesomeness. We talked to you this afternoon, and my favorite thing about these interviews and just spending time with people like you is I ask simple questions of, like, where do you like to eat in certain places? And I told you that we've eaten at Monell's, thanks to you guys, mm-hmm. and um, probably one of the better, better suggestions about going to Nashville and a place to eat, because that was like eating a home-cooked meal with family that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. Dude, just the vibe, the food, the everything. I miss uh, home cooking for sure. And I'm like pretty good on a grill, but it's hard to get like mama home cooking. You Dude, know? fried chicken. Yeah. From home. Yeah. Monel's does it. They and it do, it really does force you because, you know, they ask you to put your phones away. Love and, it. Um, yeah, it, it's, diff- it's a different environment because you're sitting by, like, it's just the luck of the draw. Yeah. You know, if you sit by someone that, you know. Is sticking their fingers in the food in the bowl. I mean, that's just the way it is. But <laughs> plain like as it lies. I yeah. like that they don't let you have cell phones out. Yeah, like they could care less if you post a Instagram picture of their meals because it speaks for itself. It they does. don't need it. Yeah, you yeah. know, and they they want you to talk to people and be face to face, and it's know. what it's what the world needs. Our yeah. one of the kids that works up here, he, I call him a millennial. Um, he's in his thirties, but he's still a millennial in my book. Um, but he just sent me something about. Uh, Millennials, and we had this whole conversation back and forth about cell phones and about um, what people do and what they don't do. And now we just, as you do the studies of where the world is going, people don't go out to eat as much. They don't go out to the clubs as much. Their interaction is through an Instagram story, or mm-hmm. and that's how they live, and it's scary. It is. It's scary. I admire, there's like a, a I can't remember who it is, but I read an article where like a group of people consciously like, went back to flip phones just to get their life back. Right. And I actually really like that because I could live without all social media. GPS would be hard for me to live without. Dude, so <laughs> like when you drive and you sit back and think, like I sit back and I go, man, I used to go to California. I remember when I first started going, I would buy a map. Mm-hmm. Legit <laughs> yeah. would buy a map. Now I could give two shits where I'm going because I just pull it up on my phone and boom, there I am. It tells you where to go. It tells you traffic. tells you. But you can get that built into your car. I was the map. I was in the map quest era. Yeah, like, we used to print out really maps, when we first but... started going to Nashville. Yeah, you would. You have like three or four pages of where you're going. Yeah, where you're going. Yeah, dude, you just missed it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, I get it though. I mean, even uh, getting married during the wedding ceremony, and my wife, you know, she does social media. She's an artist. She gets it, you know. But, um, you know, so her phone is very important as far as you know, connecting with an audience and stuff. But she she made it clear like no cell phones during the ceremony. Yeah, I was like, are you sure you want to like. And she's like, no, I just, I'd rather people be in the moment with us instead of like looking at it. it through a lens, you know. My buddy Dave just uh, did something really rad um, on his on his fortieth birthday. Uh, he invited me to go. They were going to California. He was jumping out of a plane, and but my kid had her soccer game, so he didn't go. He ended up proposing to his wife um, mm-hmm. after he landed on the ground. Well, then move forward to her fortieth birthday. He told me two months ago, hey man, block August seventeenth out. Um, it's a surprise birthday. We're going to eat at this place called Nora's, uh, and then a limo's going to pick us up, and we're going to go see Love, which is, in my mind, was a show. Well, we show up there, and guess what? It's his wedding. It's not. Oh, my God. And what's the one thing he asked? No phones. 
let us have our moment. We invited you here. There's only 40 people there. We invited you here. We want you to be here, present. Let's do this. That is and cool. And don't post any pictures. If you take a video, please hold it Yeah. until after we do our thing and we announce it after they got back from their little two, three days of whatever. Then they took their time, put their pictures together, wrote their story, and posted it. But the no phone thing, Dave Chappelle does it. You go to a show. I went and mm-hmm. saw um, A Perfect Circle. Mm-hmm. Walked in. The first thing they said, if we see your phone, we'll warn you. We see it a second time, we walk you out. And I'm like, dude, be present. Yeah. yeah. I love it. They did that at the Eagles show. Um, I think it was last year that I went and saw them. Yeah. Vince Gill was uh, was there, and that was that was tough. I mean, I saw him once with Glenn Fry too. That's my favorite band. Right. The Eagles. Uh, yes. Yeah. And and Vince Gill is probably you know up there on my list of sweet voices. Right. <laughs> you know. So, um, but that they kind of said the same thing. They're like, absolutely no phones. If we see you, you're gone. Yeah. So I had to really sneak. What show was this? The the Eagles with, Sorry, with I was, Vince. I was checking my Instagram. I <laughs> <laughs> see what you did too. What's new with you guys? You've got these 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 things oh coming. Oh my gosh, we got we got a lot going on. I think that's a perfect segue actually to talk about one of them. Oh yeah, for sure. Speaking of the Eagles, um, speaking of Vince Gill, yeah, um, we have we do we just released a current single um, that we'll talk about in a second. But <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell you about the next one. Uh, we wrote a song about life on the road and uh, all of our experiences, and I called Vince Gill. On and, the phone. And? And I said, dude, I've always wanted to do a song with you, and I think we've got like an eagle-sounding perfect song to do. Um, would you be willing to listen to it? And and he said... Did you get all that in the voicemail? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's really good about calling people back. No, he is. Um, <laughs> but he said, um, you know what? I don't even need to hear the song. I'm in. Wow. He's like, I'll sing and play uh, anything for an Okie. Because he's, he's also from Oklahoma. Right. And, um, and shout out to his new record. He's releasing a record called Oki, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Vince Gill. Yeah. Good. We need new music from Vince Gill. Yeah. So what's that song called? Uh, so it's called Traveling On. Is it both of you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, I didn't uh, know if he was being greedy or not. Oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Well, I like to be in the duo when I can. Yeah. So. <laughs> when, when he allows you to. No, actually, writing the song when we wrote, like, we were on a bus and nobody really was going to fight for it. I was in the back. Like, we had two other friends out with us. And uh, and it started out kind of like as a waltz, and everyone just left the room. They're like nobody wants to ride, ride a freaking waltz. And the, uh, so I was back here in the back of the bus, in and all my feelings and stuff. And I just started kind of writing about the road. And then I, I showed them, I invited the friends back to the back lounge again. I was like, I think we need to finish this. And uh, and lo and behold, it ended up being a song that freaking Vince Gill is on. Like, we just can't believe it. Is it, it a two-step now, or is it faster? Is it a waltz? No, it's, uh, gotta, it's, it's vibe. Like, it's I like, wouldn't call it a waltz. It's yeah. a, it's The correct term would be 3-4 yeah. time. Yeah, 3-4. But it's, um, man, it's just, we kind of threw caution. Like, we did not care what, like, I mean, we care what people think. Like, the people that, you know, listen to our music, obviously we care. And yeah. We're going to listen to what they're telling us. But, man, we just, we had no rules on this one. We didn't want to replicate anything for any kind of radio spot or uh, TV spot. Like, we just wrote and um, produced and, you know, we put it out from the heart. Like, and, like, I can honestly say that, like, th- these last two songs have been, like, so organic. About as real as we can get what's, musically. <clears throat> what's really cool, and I always forget to tell people this part of the story, but it's really awesome. Um, he So we played the Opry in Nashville, and he was on the Opry the same night. 
And I had sent him, I mean, he'd, he had had the stuff about a month. I right. sent him a session. And I'm not going to rush the guy. I mean, he's he's but busy. Vince he's Vince Gill. <laughs> he's an eagle. He's right. like, you know. So I was just taking our, we were taking our time, waiting patiently, you know. And we saw him out at the Opry, and he was like, hey, I think I got some ideas for that tune. Um, I bet you shit right then and there. Huh? Oh, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I, You know, just whenever you, you get time and whatever. So we did. We debuted the song that night on the Opry. Did he come out with you? He didn't come out no. and sing it. I don't think he had know it by heart by then. But, but he did stand. I saw him. Made me so nervous. He stood at the side of the stage and watched us the whole time. Well, the first thing we did, we did a couple of Eagles tunes. Oh yeah, we did a little Eagles. How medley. many songs did you guys play? Um, well, technically, it, it, I would say as far as time goes, it's like six minutes. You get right. like six minutes, and so we did this like little Eagles medley, and then we went into traveling on and which was just crazy because one he's singing on traveling on so he's got to like this song you know yeah, like right. i don't want no, him to no change pressure it. yeah i don't want him to change his mind and um and then on top of that he's basically an eagle now you All know right. he's traveling with them doing their songs and we're over here you know covering the eagles on the opry and we're like crap what a night to did you already know he was going to be there um yes but after we had turned in our songs for the gotcha. opry band yeah um, but what's really cool is he watched the whole thing, and then the next day, I mean, literally the next day, he sent me a session with all of his parts playing wow. and singing. Yeah. He didn't change anything. Um, he sang a verse. He played a guitar solo. And, I mean, all the stuff, like, I didn't really give him direction because I was like, it's Vince Gill. You do what you want to do. Right. He knows what's up. Yeah. But all the stuff that he did was exactly what I was hearing in my head. Yeah. I was like, wow. He did say, so we have, we'll probably have two versions of the song. And like I said, like when we went into the studio, we're like, let's just keep, like, if we feel like going back into it, let's go back into it. And so the song ended up being like an extended, ver- almost like a 70s type song. Like, what was it, like four and a half minutes, five minute song? Yeah, way too long for radio. Not radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not radio friendly. Yeah. Not radio. <laughs> and, you know, that's, you know, we want to be on radio, like, of course. But anyway, he's, <laughs> he said, um, hey, I think. When the song ends, um, I think you've said what you need to say, and I think the instrumental, like, I could play all over that, you know, but I don't even think it needs it. So we're, we'll have two versions of the song. You'll have like the long face. version and the radio cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Radio so, edit, sorry, my bad. We're going to call the, the the Vince version. There you, you know? go. It just it just all worked out. Our parents happened to be in town visiting when we played the Opry and when he sent the stuff. So we were going to Monell's, actually. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we got the, we taking our parents to Monell's, we got the file, hooked it up in the truck, and I literally started crying because I heard Vince Gill <laughs> singing one of our songs. So wow. It was, it was a great moment. Did, um, was that not your first time playing the Opry? No. When was no. your first time playing the Opry? Um, I want to say it was like April uh, 20th, 2014. Yeah. That sounds first good. experience more nerve-wracking than this last experience? No. It's always. It, like, th- uh, we get that question a lot, actually, but. Oh, then forget I asked him. No, no. <laughs> well, people were like. Be original. You, no, we, like, it. are you nervous getting on that stage? But it, it never changes. Like, sure. Because, you know, they, they got their original stage, with that, that little circle in the middle. Yep. And, man, just for us, and it, it, may, it may not mean as much to some artists now that taking different paths, but, man, we grew up listening to George Jones and sure. Johnny Cash and, you know, Dolly and all these people that's been on this stage are like, oh, my gosh. like It's pretty nuts. We, yeah. Chris and I flew back, and 
we went back for Tony Jackson's debut. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, it just worked out that we were in town and everything was going cool. But the night prior to that, Stephanie Quayle played. Mm-hmm. It was her second time there. And so she found out we were in town. We were shooting the poop back and forth. And she's like, you coming out? And we're like, it's my first time there. Chris's first time there. We were like, whatever. We'll come. So we went out there and it was quite the experience. We went two nights in a row. We went for Stephanie the first night and then thought we knew what the hell was going on the second night. Right. But it, that experience, I, I asked that question because my second time going there, knowing the level of what the Opry is. Mm-hmm. And you have to, I think, for the most part, I believe you have to pay your dues to get in there and do that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, you know, Mark Wills was there that night, one of the nights. And I was just watching the experience in the beginning that I don't believe most people would ever understand that those musicians are ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you walk in there and you play the song and you just kind of throw it at them and you're sitting in that little room and they're p- picking their banjo if it needs it and there's a yeah. violin in there and, it, and they just and the other guy's on his little drum pad just doing his yeah. thing and you're like, what the hell? And they go out there and they just nail it. Yeah, yeah. right before you go on. Yeah. I mean... And even just stepping into, like, you, there's no sound. It's like sound check. You go in, you plug in, and you play. And you hope it's there. And, it's right. always, you know, it's always where you can hear. And it's just like, and now they have this thing. Have you seen the circle room yet? I don't think so. Okay, oh, so man. it'll blow your mind. Next time you're in Nashville, you got to, it, it's open to the public now, right? Yes. The so circle you, room. it's a, um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's yeah. like a thing that's included in, in the tour um, you know, because they've always done like backstage tours. And I, stuff. We saw them walking around back there, and, and mm-hmm. they would like let them hang out there for like a minute. And they were like, "We gotta go," and then they leave. Mm-hmm. They don't get to watch the whole thing from back there. Well, people would get get it from an artist eyes a lot more if they went to the circle room because I mean, it's basically an interactive experience. Where's it at? It, so it's at the. It used to be a gift shop. I believe. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of in the lobby area. Okay. From you know, if you go out of the auditorium and, but it's one of those things that, yeah, I don't really want to tell you anything because I just want you to, because once you experience it, like I, I promise, you're close enough to country music, and right? You'll get it. Like cool. I, I'll say I feel this: like you'll cry. The first time um, I saw it, uh, Mark Wills was in the room with me, and he goes, "Have you seen this yet?" I said, "No." He goes, "You're gonna cry." So next time you guys play there. I'm going to come out, and we'll go do it together. You guys can walk me in oh, there. Come I'll, on. I'll, oh, come yeah. on. I'll wait for you guys. I'll, I'll go no see shit. it. It's about, it's about 15 minutes, the whole thing. Yeah. It's, can uh, you go during the day and just go to it? Or do you have to do it when people are playing at night? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, it, it's pretty brand new. I think I it is the during the day. I think at night it actually turns into like a VIP room or something. I, don't quote me. I've only that, gone in. So I've, I've gone in the back door. Um. The first night we left out the back door. The second night we went, we had to catch a car right out front. So I literally just walked out the door. So I didn't pay attention to anything out mm-hmm. front. So I don't, I didn't even see the gift shop. I believe Chris went out to the gift shop and picked up some posters when we were there or something like that. But yeah. I didn't even pay attention to anything out there. But it's awesome, man. It it just really, um, it would show the the average person that's buying a ticket to the Opry what it means for an artist to be on that stage. Dude, yeah. so my, I think my favorite question is when an artist plays there, it's about the circle, and at what point do you go step in the circle on the stage? Is it prior, when you first get there, because you all walk through and do your thing, and I think the majority of pictures I see, people just put their foot right next to it and take a picture, and they don't step in until they play. What about you guys? Did you guys jump right in? or We didn't until we like were like, performing. Until you performing. We didn't have the opportunity to... Is that etiquette? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Just I think here's the thing about the Opry. It's got this eeriness to it. And it's not like scary. It's just overwhelming. Like you can 
you can just feel how many people have played that the stage. years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it chills again. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think going backstage, just looking at the walls, looking at the room. I literally walked by and every door that was open, I just peeked my head in and kind of just like looked in the themed rooms and just how everything was going. And then my experience, obviously, with with Stephanie the first night and watching her soak it up. And then um, there's a girl that's played here before that's maybe 15 years old now. I forgot her name, but she would happen to be playing there that night. I have to go back and look at it. But just watching her, super country chick, but just watching her soak up the room as well it's kind of neat from all ages from older to younger and mm-hmm. it was mark wills is there in his room and he obviously has the big huge room right by the stage like, yeah oh yeah. yeah he owns a place or something they always give us number nine it's the duo room mm-hmm. oh for real duo room yeah who do they have pictures of people in there they have pictures of like um dolly parton porter wagner uh-huh. uh, johnny George, and june johnny and june george and tammy um you guys will be on there soon Man, that'd be awesome. Just we're not in love or anything. So. Yeah, yeah, you are. It's brotherly love. It's different. Brotherly, it's brotherly love. Yeah. yeah, it's brotherly love. So let's talk about the new song that's that's just waiting to come out. Are we allowed to talk about that one? So, uh, well, are you talking about our song or yeah. someone else's song? Your song that you that you're singing um, with again. Another one of those those. Yeah, no, we just released one a couple weeks ago. Um, so it's it's out right now. It's called This Town. Not that one. Oh, the one uh, Blake Shelton. Sang? Yeah, that, that guy. Y'all know who Blake Shelton is? Never heard of that guy. Never. He's an upcoming artist. He um, let's talk about the new single. Then we'll go to that one. Okay, so, what's okay. the new single? It's called "This Town." I believe we play it. I'm almost positive we play, and I didn't get it from you like you guys promised, but that's okay. Go ahead. That's I got it from DJ Pool, but whatever. Crappy management, I tell you. <laughs> I'm calling them right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's probably not in DJ Pool. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, it's uh, we we went in like I said, like this is about as musically and lyrically honest as we can get and like this town is just my brother and I as writers on it and we it's really hard for us to like stuff that we write enough to like alright this is good enough to put out right. you know we're just so critical like it's just never good enough you know but this one we walked away from go ahead I don't know if you can hear my brother I was trying to be quiet I almost had it I no no ma- I'll, almost I'll made wait. no we'll noise wait. I'm just kidding um, anyway, so <laughs> we, uh, we, we went in or we, we sat on the song for a while and weren't even going to cut it. And then, um, I, I listened to it again. I listened to like the demo that we did and, uh, I just read, kind of revamped it. Like I just basically went back to like a bare bones, like a piano and just a vocal. And I sent it to my brother. I was like, it's like, man, I think this song is actually good. You know, I, I like, and if it's not good, it actually is something that I would say for the next, you know, 40 years of my career, however long we, you know, are singing you right know, forever. And, um, at least four years, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you wait, hold on, four more, four more, <laughs> okay. And, uh, anyway, so he's like, dude, and we, we don't agree on anything, we're brothers. He's like, I actually love it. I was like, he's like, we, we do need to do this. And so we went in and, um, I don't know what you would, like, compare it to as far as, like, sonically, like, the sounds and stuff, but... Li- I mean, kind of has a Wallflowers vibe. A little okay. Bit. Yeah. A little bit, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's kind of laid back, like, a just a good-feeling song, and and when we started showing people, it like, the main thing that we get was, like, holy crap, I feel like you're literally singing about, like, my town and basically my, right. my past. Like, Relatable. Ex. Yes. And we got that over and over and over. And it's a little more than, you know, like everybody's from a small town type thing. Yeah, it's sure. not even we, about that. <laughs> no, it's 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 kind of like, 
what we noticed when we wrote the song, we were just talking about how we'll spend months and months and months in Nashville and then go home and like stuff is different. Right. And now we've been in Nashville for seven years, six, seven years. And you know, it's a lot different, you know, like that town is crazy. Yeah. And people, it's, it's it's what Vegas was six, seven years. Nah, I'm going to go back before the early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I mean, 25 cranes. Yeah, exactly. But nobody touches the roads. Every t- every <laughs> town changes. Like yeah. we we go to we see Nashville. We've been going back and forth to Nashville since we were twelve years old, and I mean you know as well as I do. Like it's it's a totally different you know Absolutely. landscape. But then we go back to our hometown in Oklahoma, and it's like people who you were who you were friends with are now married and old and have kids. And right. You know the one that got away probably actually got away. You know yeah. like like it, was it, supposed to. <laughs> well, I think too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think in this in this song too, like a lot of people are taking like the town as the actual like your ex, your past. Sure, you know, like that's you're talking about the girl that got away. Or it's the, a good you know. analogy. Yeah, yeah cool. and uh, anyway, man, like it's just something we're really proud of. Like, and we've cut song. Like, I'm not saying we're not proud of everything we've done, but. There's just some songs that you're like they they stick out more. Yeah, yeah, this is us, man. Right. Like we would say this to anyone anytime. This is this is just who we are. It just feels real, you know. So that's right. If we don't have it, I don't know if we have it or not. I'll have to find out. But I believe I was supposed to get some music sent to me last time you were here, and that didn't happen. But that's okay. We'll we work on that. We definitely did not have it at that time. No, no. We just, we just got this a few weeks ago. No, it was another yeah. single. It was probably your last single. Anyway, what about the new one, the next one? How do you guys get Blake Shelton involved <coughs> in a damn song? Oh, I mean, Vince Gill, come on, Blake Shelton. So Vince Gill's going to be singing on one of our songs, and we wrote a song that... Um, oh, we, that Blake Shelton's cutting. That Blake right. Shelton is cutting, yeah. Um, which, honestly, from a financial standpoint, is way better for us. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. He you sells got, a lot more than we do. You, you, guys, you guys can sit at home in your town and just go to the mailbox every day and be like, honey, we can go grocery shopping again. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, no, we had a song ready to go. Um, it, honestly, it's probably the song you're talking about, and it's probably why you didn't get it, because um, we had it ready to go to release as That's a single. That's actually true. I bet that is why. Yeah, and um, it was about this time last year. Uh, right. It was August uh, when we when we had it ready to put online. And we, uh, long story short, we just sent it um, to to Scott Hendricks, who's Blake's producer. Um and we've known Scott for a long time, many years. He was one of the first guys to ever. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna spill anything. <laughs> he was one of the first guys to ever like open his door and listen to us. So, for years, we have sent pretty much every song we've ever written just to get his his feedback, input, because yeah, he's right. very honest. And sure. He's probably what has helped us write better songs because when we were literally 13, 14 years old, it's like he would say, um, "No, this is not good." Yeah. Like keep trying don't show this to anybody you know which is harsh for a kid to hear but i'm glad he said it dude you know? probably looking at it then it was probably one of the hardest things you ever heard but then today mm-hmm. you look back and you totally respect it yeah 100 totally yeah. yeah. and he and for the record i mean he said the same thing like two years ago right. <laughs> like yeah. when i when i'm full grown like he's just um he's very honest yeah. but but he's super nice guy and um anyways i sent it to him with that in mind i'm like i want to get feedback before we put this out online and he basically just said, hey, what do you think about pitching this? I was like, well, what do you have in mind? Because he, he works with a lot of artists. 
He's like, I want to put this in the Blake pile. And, you know, you're you're at the bottom of the list, but, you know, you want to let him listen to it and see what he thinks. And we have a relationship with Blake from the voice and everything, so... But we don't like to bug him about that stuff. Right. Yeah, you know? keep yeah. it professional. Sure. Yeah. You know. Um, so, anyways, he dug it and loved it. And next thing I know, Blake is cutting our song. Well, th- it stayed on hold for months and months and months. And That's got to be hard. Yeah, because you don't hear anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And then one night it was during um, the championship, the college football championship game last year. Um, Clemson game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scott called me at like 10 p.m. and was like, "Hey, we just cut your song, and um, you know we think it has good potential." And so, when when s- someone at that level cuts the song, does that mean that it it's going to get released as a single? You don't know that, you know. Like, um, I mean, this you're day, hoping it does. But this know? day and age, I think a guy like him, he doesn't really do albums anymore. Not it doesn't seem well, like it. That's, yeah, that's the good news. I I think it was it was. In the mix, we'll say that. Good. Um, you know, nothing's guaranteed in Nashville. Sure. We've learned that a long time ago. Sure. Um, you but, know, but I did ask if, if we were okay to talk about it. The only thing we can't, we can't say is, like, the title of the right. song. I'll but, just have uh, to go back and listen to the last interview, because I think it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, We'll but, find out if it's the same one. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You'll be like, eh, or eh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, um, it definitely has potential. And good. the good thing about Blake is I think he's recently said that He's just going to do singles for a while. so I think that's a rad thing. And you look at stuff, I'm not saying that he's, uh, I'm not going to, um, I don't want to compare him to a Billy Ray Cyrus, but in some sense he's making another comeback. I mean, I'm sure that the TV's helped him. Um, um, and um, God's Country, uh, just... Biggest Jeez. song of his career. Yeah, it's Blake big. Shelton, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, I mean, what's De- Devin Dawson, Hardy, and I don't know the other guy, but those Jordan, Jordan Schmidt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you, you, you look at a song like that and you go, man, I would like to just be a third owner of that song, mm-hmm. being the writer. So congrats to you guys. That's rad. Hopefully it's his um, second biggest one ever. Well, I thanks, really man. hope so, too. You know what's cool, though? I, I told my brother this the other day. I was like, even, you know, even he says, I, I'm done. I'm not releasing any more music tomorrow. Like, the fact that we heard his voice, like, we have a demo oh, version of it. right. You know, of Did his it, voice on a song that we wrote. Like, that's awesome. We'll have that to show our kids. When forever. We, you know, forever, you know. Did he change the progression of the song at all, or did he just kind of... I don't know if we can even talk about it, honestly. <laughs> but... It's, it's it's pretty close. I mean, he, he tried to sound as much like me as he could. <laughs> um, not, that's 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 not a hard stretch. He's not, he's about he's it. not quite not. there, but um, <laughs> but he'll get there, he'll dude. Get there. If if he was singing that song to you and you were one of the judges on The Voice, would you turn around? Um, I might tell him to give it a year. Come, <laughs> come back, back and <laughs> come back and try again. Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. That's awesome, dude. So. Rest of the year, what's going on with you guys? I know tomorrow you're going up to Idaho. And yeah. You guys are going to have fun up there. That place will treat you like gold. Uh, the rooms are beautiful. The view is spectacular. If you play golf and it's not super hot, I suggest go play some golf. Actually, I actually went hunting in that area. It's so beautiful a few up years there. Ago. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so yeah, beautiful. Play some golf. I don't know if we'll have time. I think we land and head straight to sound check or something. But yeah. right, dude, you can literally walk outside and go hit balls. Like nice. it's it's right there. It's not far at all. Nice. And it's beautiful. I'm not saying I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you wanted to have a meeting? I'm busy. busy. <laughs> totally busy. It is beautiful up there. What's going on the rest of the year though? After that, you guys still touring or? Yeah, man. We we actually have um, a few more songs in the can that we just that will be coming out, and um, and we're I mean we're doing the single stuff too. Sure. You know, um, as, as of right now, 
But yeah, we're, we're touring and burn up the road. Been flying a lot, but burn up the road and, um, you know, around every year, like, you know, you have your normal Swan Bros stuff and, and, and shows, but, um, every year we'll always do the, the fundraiser or benefit show for, uh, Salvation Army. And is that back in Nashville? Uh, it's actually in our hometown. Okay. We, we'll do that. Like, so I, about this time of year, we start kind of gearing towards that too. And nice. And we, we have a, for the last three years now, we've done a, a, event with Blake uh, in Oklahoma at his Old Red Tishomingo. Right. Um, this year it's going to be a little bigger deal because yeah. we're, pl- we're playing his doghouse. Uh, yeah, he just opened up a new one. Yeah, so it's like a, usually it's like a laid back acoustic show, but this is going to be a full band. Full band. Yeah. Awesome. Show, and he's so. playing it too? He shows up every time. And right. He always comes on stage and says something. Uh, one year he did come out and sing with us. Uh, we we played one of his songs and, and uh, he came, he came out, out and show you how to do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. And it was Probably the only time he's ever going to open up for us. <laughs> yeah, it was is the that, first. Is that song. his own place? <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, it was the first song. He did a song, and then he said we sucked, and then left. So yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that's it's really cool because he always kind of uh, we always work in a one of the things that he does to get us to come is he lets us come go hunt on his land. So right. It's like a good hang, too, you know? I hear that's pretty common these days. It's not all about the payola. It's about more about experience a lot of the times. We've been hearing some stuff with, like, uh, during NFR to get some of the bigger artists to come here. That's what they do. They, they Obviously, they pay them, but they don't pay them what they normally pay them, but they give them these experiences where they get to go hunting and go get to do stuff like that, and it's, it's Dude, different. I'll, I'll go do a hunting and fishing trip anytime. Right? And that's, that's I, a good life. I bought a... Um, I bought a Tahoe boat a couple years ago and uh, wanted to see if we go to the lake, me and the girl and the kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did. We went every weekend to put a tower on it and put this little wake surf thing on the side that gave me like a nice little two-foot swell on the back. And Nice. My mom's um, Italian. Um, super cheap, though. I always tell her that she's there's somewhere in Italy that's real close to the Jewish land because she's the cheapest lady ever. I walked into this place. I'm like, Mom, I really want to buy this boat. And she's like, you only live once. Buy it. So I bought it. I bought a Malibu. It's a surf boat. So I start surfing. Love this thing. Yeah. Heather's brother, you met Heather today. Yeah. Her mm-hmm. brother is a fishing fool. You guys know what a Malibu boat is? You no. seen one it's just straight, it's for surfing. Period, end of story. It's nice. a very nice plush. I, I know what a sushi boat is. Sushi boat. Okay, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And end of story is this dude wants to fish off my boat all the time. I'm like, dude, it's not a fishing boat. It, he goes, it's a boat. It's on the water. It's a fishing boat. I'm like, yeah, it's not a fishing boat. You can bring your shit. I'll drop you off on the shore. I'll go do my thing. I will come back and pick you up, but everything better be clean because you don't fish on this boat. You just don't. Uh-huh. But he loves to fish. Like you like to hunt. And so fish. is that He's your way of saying you're never gonna let me fish on your boat? You'll never fish on my boat. <laughs> I could just see it like this, man. Someone like throws back this hook and it gets caught in the in the seat and rips it up. I'd probably just drown myself. Like, oh, it's not a fishing man. boat. Just not. Well, you just got to take professional fishermen, which is me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. Now, do you guys fish in Nashville? Yeah, we, uh, did. we actually did a fishing tournament. Yeah, uh, that Chris Young put on. That was pretty fun. I did get eleventh place. Eleventh? How many people were in it? About a hundred. Oh shit, that's not bad. It's not bad. No, because I haven't bass fished ever, really. Right. I don't, dude. I, I, the, the idea that there's some sort of, um, yeah, I, I fish for salmon. I understand the fly fishing side of it all, but a bass fisherman is any different than a catfish fisherman? Maybe that's a noodle. I, I don't know. know. I mean, I don't know. It is. It's a little different. For we had a really good snow. guide, and he had some really good gear. So right, that's probably and you just yeah. Catfishing's on the bottom. It's kind of real chill. You basically just sit back and relax and wait. Yeah, bass like 
They put up a good fight. Yeah, and you're you're casting a bunch. You right. know, you just keep casting. So there you go, guys. You caught well, the eleventh like, biggest fish. You just you just taught us about fishing. fishing. Well, it was like weight overall weight. Oh, um, so. I guess I had some pretty decent ones. You had some keepers. Lunkers. They call those lunkers. Yeah. Lunkers. And we did the weigh-in. You know, I had to come in and take a picture with them and stuff. Right. I felt pretty cool, honestly. It was nice. Good day. Um, Oklahoma, you guys watch college football? Oh, yeah. Of course. Are we... We're Sooners, yeah. Sooners. All right. Uh So the opposite of... uh, Wait a minute. Yeah, the opposite of Keith Anderson. You guys know Keith Anderson? Oh yeah, yeah. He's, OSU, he's oh, yeah. OSU. But here's the thing: I, I'm not like a hater. Like, right. I like oh, OSU. He's, he's a hater. Yeah, I like I'll OSU too because um, because that's where Barry Sanders came from. That's right. my fav- my most favorite football player of all time. That is true. When Keith plays here, I put up on the screens uh, sooner. The Keith Anderson's a sooner boomer. So <laughs> yeah. Take that shit off the TVs. I'm like, dude, this is all fun, man. You guys, yeah. you guys have a shot this year. Got a decent quarterback. Oh my gosh, I think so. Jalen Hurts, <laughs> man. I'm a Nebraska fan. Ma- I might, I might win five games this year. I was I gonna might. say, you know, I'm not even gonna go there because you it's, got it rough. It's so crazy, man. Because when I was in junior high and part of high school, Nebraska was like unstoppable. Dude, yeah. Tom Osborne, come on, <laughs> like unstoppable, dude. Didn't the, a quarterback Kelly or something go there when they were so good? Something Kelly. Mm-hmm. I don't like know. Number no seven. Kelly. Most, quarter, like, most quarterbacks are number seven. Right. I don't know about a <laughs> Kelly quarterback. But there's a lot of quarterbacks. There, well, there was a quarterback number seven. Yeah, dude, he was he was <laughs> like third string. But you guys, you guys, you guys might have a chance this year. Jalen's a badass, dude. He is, and I, it, and he judge, cut his hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judging by his like post game interview, um, man, like they came up, they had a really good win. You know, their yeah. first game and. He was like, no, there's a lot we got to tighten up yeah. and do better. And so maybe well, maybe he'll be a leader. Coming yeah. from Alabama. Yeah. yeah, that would be, wouldn't that be just epic, him playing Alabama oh, and, and, winning? and winning? Dude, I would totally root for that. You too. can't, that's going to be a movie if that happens. Oh my gosh. It, it will. And, awesome. and um, uh, Tim McGraw will be in it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's never been done and, before. And Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> it's never been done. It's never been yeah. done. This is a first. This is a yeah. first. Well, sweet. Um, you guys listen to any like new new bands that are c- coming out that we should like pay attention to? Anyone like? Can I can I go outside of country? Here? Absolutely. Um, y- you gotta know who the Night Game is. The Night Game. The Night Game. Yeah. So it's it's one of the cool shows I've seen in a long time. I, I don't know how to describe his music or their music, uh, but it's like eighties meet like eighties pop maybe. Well, this guy—it's Martin Johnson. He was the—he was the singer, the singer for um, Boys Like Girls. Was like okay, a, I know them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he sounds nothing like that anymore. Right. Like, um, he kind of sounds like Sting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it's awesome. And man. it's good listen. Oh, yeah. dude! And the show is even better. Like okay. the live show is just phenomenal, and you still can see him at like just—he's like a Jagger-esque frontman. Really? Like, he's awesome. It's yeah. like Patrick Swayze meets Sting. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah, meet Sting. Out of all, all names. Does that dude even sing? No, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying. Oh, his show? His, the coolness? Well, his build and, like, the way he, like, moves on stage is kind of Swayze-ish. Meets, uh, like, Sting's voice. I'm trying to say he's a front man, man. Okay? Front man, man. He's a front man, man. <laughs> Okay, so I guess that's where we're going with this one. Okay, I'm gonna go check that out the went night game. Way off, uh, night game. What about you? Anything that 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 you listen to that's new that that uh, that we can too? Doesn't 
I love doing this. I did it with Jake Rose a, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he used to be in this rock band. And we ended up talking about these old rock bands that were on the same label as his that people in America just don't know. I know them because I'm a music freak, and I just happened to go down the same lane he did. But yeah, yeah. it was super weird, like the bands he was talking about. But I like stuff like that. I, I will listen to them, Yeah, and I will go give it. If it's on Spotify, I'll, I'll, I'll grab it, put it on my phone when I go to the lake and I ride. That's what I'll listen to. He's looking right now to see who's listening. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to find um, Blake any... Shelton. You ever heard of that guy? It's Lizzo. <laughs> is it Lizzo? <laughs> yeah. Um, all of my stuff is pretty much mainly old, Lizzo. Old stuff. Um, it's not. <laughs> uh, do you know who Ben Rector is? Ben Rector. Yeah, I've been listening to him a lot. I think I know the name. He ben is uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. And Dude, get out of your the, city, bro. One of the nicest guys in the world, but. His albums, everything he puts out is in its own unique way amazing. Like he'll release an album and then do a remix of the popular songs on there that is like him and his band just jamming, and then he'll do like a um, a live album. And I've had those on all three of those things on cool. repeat for a while. But I like new music, dude. Yeah, Ben Rector, he's awesome. Absolutely incredible. I'm going to ask this question. If you guys could put together one show, not saying you guys don't sell tickets, but give us a ticket seller, you guys are playing it, and who else would play, and where would it be at? Festival style. Um, Ooh. When you say ticket seller, like how many? A headliner? A headliner, yeah. A headliner. Someone to sell all the tickets. I was like, huh, well. (laughs) Ticket seller. Well, see. (laughs) My wife could work that one night (laughs) if you guys would pay her. I mean, (laughs) I could find a ticket seller. (laughs) Someone worked the front door. (laughs) Come on, dude. You're so embarrassing. Can I phone a friend? (laughs) Yeah. Ticket seller. You mean someone to stand? Like, would they have to count them? Would they have to make change? Does he have one of those clicker things? (laughs) Does he get a calculator? (laughs) Oh, man. We have to charge tax. Does he have to I'm so sorry. He is off today. Dude, I love it. This is awesome. Dude, it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that camera right up there is going to tell us something completely different. Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, for a headliner, I think... Uh, is this a bad time to talk about... I'm naked in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure what naked it. means. But naked. <laughs> naked. Like, in a sense, like, you guys... like. You love Vince Gill, but let's mm-hmm. step outside of Vince and, mm-hmm. and Blake Shelton, like someone that you guys would like idolize to play with and maybe support, and then someone that you guys would like to throw a bone to right underneath you, that sort of thing. Uh, the Eagles, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would sell some tickets. Right? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the top of my list. Like, I mean, I don't mean this in a, any kind of way, but we have, I, I don't know about Colton, but man, I've, um, I can probably speak for you on this too. We've got the opportunity to play some great shows with a lot of our heroes. Right. Like amazing. Like we've done shows with with Blake and we went on tour with Carrie and and we went on tour with Brad and uh we've done stuff with with Vince and you know it's like we've had a lot of opportunities that sang a song with Bob Seger. Yeah. Oh, wow. We sang with Bob Seger. You Dude. know it's like um that's that's a good one too. He's incredible. Um but like, there's just I was thinking about that the other day, man. I can like, there's so many experiences that we've already had, right? That artists would kill for just to have one of them, right? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, look how you guys came up though. You guys came up in the eye of America in some sense with a, a show like The Voice. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, you game like, changer. But people didn't see us in the nursing homes doing shows or the coffee shops and mm-hmm. oh, on the way up. 
Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's shows, that, yeah. so. I go back to this, and I, I I speak of this often, and I call it the entitled number one song, and it's frustrating for me because I want I want to listen to music in ten years from now and have it re- be re- relatable to me as it is today when I like it, or right. I did five years ago. You look at a band like the Eagles. Um, I have a lot of their stuff on vinyl, and you can put it on and play it front to back. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. The what? Long Run is probably my favorite record of right? all time. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I have on my record player right now. It's um, a band called Biffy Clyro from overseas, and these guys put out a double album like four years ago. Mm-hmm. Who does that anymore? And I listen to it front to back. Mm-hmm. They sell out Wembley. You, they come here, maybe 200 people will go see them. It's sad. But the end of the day is just kind of like, uh, where did the music go that the people care to, to put forth the effort towards a career? I'm not saying everybody's like that, but there's a lot yeah. of it out there. They yeah. get the number one, and then you never hear from them again. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a bummer. Like, you know, unfortunately, we don't know how to do anything else. So Right. You're not going to go w- mow lawns or anything like that? No. I mean, I'm not really a fan of the heat. So, <laughs> so or the, the seasons... With the lawn mowing doesn't really work out. For uh, yeah, me. It's, it's not for you. Yeah, <laughs> I stay inside when it's hot. <laughs> you could go back and sell tickets. Yeah, I'm gonna be a ticket seller. <laughs> I mean, now I'm thinking of who better to sell tickets than me, right? That's right. Aren't you? Uh, uh-uh, I just look like I'm a doppelganger. <laughs> Aren't you playing tonight? No, no, I know you're talking about. <laughs> I am actually. Just wanted to see who was showing up. No, I think I could be like. Um, because our tour manager's sitting right here. It's just, uh, it's hard to find good tour managers these days. Yeah. He's he's quitting, by the way. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's on. been trying to quit for a while. So mm-hmm. I think I could be a good tour manager. Yeah? Um, you pay attention uh, to detail? What? what manager? Tour. Tour? What do you say? Tour? Tour? Tour. What do you say? Uh, we're saying the same thing. No, you're saying tour. Tour, tour, ma- tour like, manager. Like, I tore this piece of paper. Dude. All day? Mm. <laughs> Anyways, that was a joke because Nate was here. Sorry, I forget that. Like, you're not people, supposed to talk I, about I, Nate. Nate's people, like Fight Club. Oh crap, dude! Crap. Sorry, Nate is here making sure we don't say anything stupid. <laughs> he's gonna look at me when we're done. Go too he, late. He's gonna walk over there and be like, "Control Alt Delete." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was great, guys. That was good. So, was good. what else do you have on vinyl, though? On vinyl, yeah, dude, I have so much stuff at home. Lizzo. I don't know what Lizzo is. <laughs> you don't know Lizzo? No, I know I know Frank Rizzo, but I don't know Lizzo. Oh, you got it. I just, just <laughs> dude, no. Just look up Lizzo. L I Z Z O. I think so. Yeah. You'll. Uh, hey, it's catchy, dude. I'll appreciate it. It's catchy. Oh, so, dude, she's bringing flute back. I'll tell you that. That flute? The flute. She's bringing right. the flute back. She what does do you, play the flute? What do you guys think of this? All these people doing all these collaborations. Like, um, have you listened to Blow yet? Chris Stapleton, Ed Sheeran, and Bruno Mars. I have listened to it. Yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah, yeah. Loved what do you it. think? Dude, it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say that when someone told me the three of them had a song, I'm like, okay, Ed Sheeran's a badass. Mm-hmm. Chris Stapleton's a badass. Yeah. Bruno Mars, entertainer, badass. Like, what mm-hmm. what could really this be? And when the first time I heard it, I was like, holy. Holy shnikes. Like, you know what's crazy about that? And I'm sure this is just in my small group of friends. But, like, <clears throat> I had a lot of people in my truck the other day, and I turned that song on. And all the people who are involved in the music industry or musician, they love it. Right. But the people who don't, who just listen to Spotify to have background music. Yeah. Like, like my, my girlfriend, Casey, she was like, I don't know. I, you know, I'm like... That's an interesting, and then, but it was like split in half. Like, right. all the people who weren't in the music industry 
they like it, but they weren't freaking out like the people who were right. in the music industry. So I think it's like a shows an appreciation for Dude, it's epic. for just incredible artists. Right. You know, cuz all three of those guys in their own right do their thing. Like they do their thing. And well. And yeah. well. Speaking of incredible artists, because you brought up um Stapleton the other night at Bridgestone, we we went to the mayor show, John Mayer. And that's some that's speaking of ticket sellers, like I would love to go on tour. Oh yeah, like, be, I would be, love right? to do a show with Mayer. Such a neat me. dude. It's all Man. about music, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just, I mean, he don't care about anything but just freaking. music. There are very like, few shows that I like stay through the whole encore and like risk the traffic for. And that <laughs> like, was one of them. Yeah. That was one of them. But really, I'm just he, like he brought out Stapleton. Yeah, and they did a song. Uh, I read about that song John, online. Yeah. yeah, and then they did. A, they wrote a song the night before and did it the. Did it that night, you know? It's and like, it was awesome. And it was a great I actually song. just watched it on YouTube today. Really? Before it came here. Well, yeah. you're talking about that collaborating, and, like, yeah. I really hope that they release that song. I really do. I, I look at a song, and I was, like, um, um, blow, and you figure, in your mind, where in the world are the three of those dudes ever going to be together where they're going to do that live? And the only thing I can come up with is maybe the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's probably it. I don't think there's a bigger stage than that. Maybe an award show. Maybe. I still don't think so. It would have to be a Billboard of Music award show. It could. I mean, I, n- I never thought I would see Timberlake and Stapleton do a song together. Right. But, that, but that's kind of like. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and just ruin this whole thing. So uh, Claire Dunn played here one night, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to see her, and I didn't get to see her because my mom wanted to go see Justin Timberlake. So called some friends, made it happen. We go to the show, and I was not impressed. Really? Nah. What? Nah. I would have rather came here and seen Claire Dunn, but that's who I am and as she's a person. Awesome. I mean, that's a great show too. I I've mean, never seen her. Um, I just think that maybe she's a little bit older version of Lindsay L. And Lindsay L. I could one of those shows that she's played here. She's played here quite a few times lately for private events, and I come down here and I just watch her and her fucking guitar, and I'm just like in awe. Yeah, yeah. Because she's amazing. But I think I was burnt burnt by T- Timberlake because he literally would do a uh, verse, chorus, and go to the next song. So you never really could. Too many hits. You, yeah, dude. It's what a, bummer, a problem. Right? Yeah. What a problem. Dude, but I'll go back to last weekend out on the lake. We always spin music. And my buddy was the DJ and he put on the 2020 album. Just, mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I'll ride all day long to this. Because so, it's not a bad song. Let me ask you this. Would you rather him just skip a song completely, take it out of the show, or try to hit all the hits? I would rather hear, for the two and a half hours he was there, mm-hmm. I would rather hear two and a half hours of complete songs. Full songs, I yeah. would a- Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's just me. I mean, to me, I just feel like uh, it goes back to what we do when we stream um, songs. You mm-hmm. just fast. You listen to what you want to listen to, and you fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast yeah, forward. Yeah. And I think that's what I felt like I was doing. I was literally sitting there, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, oh, that's a cool song. Next one. And like, but I mean, the show was awesome. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I miss Claire Dunn. Mom, you better be happy. We we usually just do um, in our show. Uh, it's a little bit different. We just do later on about. 20 times. That's <laughs> and that's it? <laughs> it's a full song, though. From the top! Times. From the yeah, top! Yeah. You guys want to hear that again? Can't hey, I got a question for you. Put you on the spot. Seven. If you say later on, All right. if you say later on, I'm walking out. Because you got to know at least one other song of ours. Oh, dude, he's oh, going to he ruin me right now. You're going to be ruined. What's he your favorite like... song other than later on? Shoot, that's not, totally not fair. You got me. <laughs> I'm going to go with... I would... I would. You know what? I will go back and I will listen to him. Um... And, and give, I'll let you know what my favorite song is. And give a Good. fair assessment. Yeah, I'll give you a fair assessment. I don't, like, 
you could ask me what my favorite song is today, and I might pick you one artist and know the song, and that's about it. But mm-hmm. if I listen to the music, I'm totally yeah. different breed. Totally di- different breed when it mm-hmm. comes to that. Like, um, they call me the real new music guy because that's real new country because that's what I listen to. I listen mm-hmm. to the stuff that just comes out a year yeah. a year ago. It's a bummer for me, but it just doesn't sit with me. Yeah, and it yeah, hasn't. Yeah. And yeah. that sucks for me because it's kind of like it sucks for the industry for me because there's only a few songs I can go back and tell you that were big for me last year. Right. Today, mm-hmm. when I did my radio show, um, I look at a song I think we talked about today, like Lee Rice's r- 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 bah, I can talk rumor. And I yeah. sit back and go, dude, that song I can listen to over and over, yeah. over and over again. Hard to love. I will listen to forever and ever and ever because it's just one of those tunes that I just yeah. sits with me. And I don't know if I relate to it. Yeah. Maybe, but I just sit back and go like, wh- I, "That's the music I want to hear. I want to hear it over." Mm-hmm. Blow, great song. In a year from now, I won't, I won't, I won't remember it because I don't. Mm-hmm. But that's that's See, my opinion thing. I'm like your buddy, dude. Like, I will literally go back and listen to your music, and you'll get a message from me, and I'll be like, "This is what I like. This is the one." Um, I think it'll be the stuff that's coming out now. I hope like, so. that's what. That's you what mean you're gonna send it to me? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like right now. No, that's what we're talking about, man. I just like. Like we want songs to stick around longer yeah. than just a year, right? You know, and not just be in a moment, but think ten years, twenty years from now. I'm I'm bummed because the digital world, everything's there. But when an artist comes back and they take a hiatus and they come back and they pull their old music off, I don't like that. I don't mm. like that. And a good mm-hmm. friend of mine that's an artist that just came out with a brand new album, a brand new set of singles, just did that, and he took off his his old music. And I'm yeah. like, dude, I understand it's completely different than what it was. Yeah, yeah. But there's stuff in there that that. I love the analogy with music. He has the song called Back. Mm-hmm. He took it off. But it had so many meanings going down that back road. Yeah. Go back to my place. Go back to the way it was. It's kind of like... In the back of my mind. It's kind of like looking at pictures from like a long time ago. Like <clears throat> Some of them you hate, but you're still glad that you have those pictures and those memories. Sure. You know, you know I, I mean? don't know. There's a lot of pictures I would delete. <laughs> Where's the one of your back? Whose back got shaved? That's my brother. Like yeah. he's still dealing with that. It's just a I'm still dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> still growing. Yeah, still a still, thing. Still growing. I'm yeah. not saying a couple of people have have reached out to me and laughed about that story. Like it, that's like one of my favorite things is when, uh, when 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 people as a photographer, he's wondering where you guys are. Um, <laughs> when people listen to these, that's that's the funnest part is the stuff they take. I've been had a couple people that are in this industry take digs at me because I ask questions about food and yeah. about going to Nashville. But I, I love it because I'll have people that'll come to me and that's what they'll ask me. They'll be like, dude, where should I go eat? And I'd be like, I, I've told 10 people because of my experience with Monel's from you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Like, yeah. you come here and you ask me, dude, where's, where's the best place to go get eggs in the morning? I'm going to tell you where the best place to go get eggs in the morning. And I guarantee you're going to go back and you're going to tell someone else if they were good. Right. That's just what you're going to do. And everybody, everybody circles around food, music, that sort of thing. And that's kind of what it's all about. And Well, what we've learned, you know, talking to our friends and fans and family on social media, like, they know we sing. Yeah. Like, everybody knows that. You know, they want to see the other stuff. Yeah. Like, our mm-hmm. our posts that have nothing to do with music usually <laughs> get a lot more views sure. than, than us trying to sell a, a yeah. you know, a record or something. Or telling people to come see your show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yep. think that with social, they get the whole other side. When I first met Heather, um, uh, she wanted to meet Brett Young. Mm-hmm. That's She loves his music. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. She was a regular here. Or come here on Ladies Night with the Girlfriends. I knew all of her girlfriends. She came up to me. She's like, I really would like an opportunity to meet Brett Young. I'm like, as the show gets closer, just re- remind me. I'll, I'll take care of it. Um, 
but her experience with that and now seeing what the other side of Nashville and what an artist goes through when they come in early, like people just assume that you just show up and you <laughs> yeah. plug in and play and that's what it is. They have yeah. no idea there's stuff like this or you got to go work out or you got to go take a shower or you got to do your hair or you got to do like all of these things that people, you, you eat. Like I looked yeah. at her and I went, he puts his pants on just like you do, but you don't understand. I'm like, no, I do understand. He puts his pants on just like you do. And you guys are all the same way. And I think that's the best thing about the social side of it all. Even though we hate being on our phone so much, that's the neatest thing. Cause people right. get an insight. If being a carpet can get as many followers, as many likes that it does because oh, the experience yeah, of yeah. walking through Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell, I tell my friends that when they go to Nashville, here's the deal. If you guys are going to go for a week, when you leave Nashville, leave early on a Friday morning, guarantee you'll see at least five artists that, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Sure. And, yeah, or a Thursday night. Thursday Friday night, Friday Thursday morning, night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the reality of it. Or if yeah. you're going to go into town, do it on a Saturday or Sunday. That's what somebody, like, all my friends who come to, that's really funny you say that, because I've had friends be like, where do I go to find famous people? I'm like, the airport. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I can tell you're retarded. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I walked in there, I flew back, I was there two weeks ago, and I flew back Friday morning, because I had to come back here. We had a fundraiser and a show, and I had to get my ass back here, so I took that early 6 o'clock flight. Jackson Mickelson was there. Kimberly Dunn, people that play here, and I'm, they're just like, like screaming. I'm like, this, I'm still asleep. But yeah. Yeah. I, I learned again that it's the truth. That's when I mean, I flew out here on a Tuesday with Lee Bryce. He flew. He played here on a Monday night. Got up Tuesday morning and flew back, and he was on the same flight. And it's just kind of funny. I'm like, dude, great show last night. And it's they're regular people. At the end of the day is the regular people. And when you, the more you show them. I mean, I watch your guys' stuff, and I get a kick out of it. I'm not as social as I used to be. I don't hang out online as much as I used to because I do it for a living. Mm-hmm. So my personal side of it all, I don't get to have as much fun. Dude, I can tell you that um, I feel bad because you asked me that question, but I used to listen to New Boots, um, New Release Radar on Spotify like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the time anymore. I want to. Mm-hmm. Like I get on an airplane, and I do the Spotify thing where it downloads, and that's when I listen. And try and listen to the most and find the new music because right. I like to be an innovator when it comes to new music and think I am. On a fun note, I did get the experience to hang out with John Marks. Oh, yeah. yeah um, um, Vince Gill, your idol. I'm not quite sure who your idol is in music. A few. Uh, yeah, we have a lot. Yeah, but yeah Keith Urban, Keith the Eagles. Urban, dude, right. Nothing yeah. bad. My, yeah. my idol and what I do is Mr. John Marks. And, uh, He's I'm, a legend. Dude. And- just he's the man, dude. But legend comes to mind. Like, I had so much fun with him because I am who I am, and uh, I met him uh, at a Russell Dickerson show in Nashville. And he walked up and he goes, "John Marks." I'm like, "I know who you are." I said, "I'm Toad from Stoney's." He goes, "I know who you are," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, you know who I am?" Like seriously. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "How'd you get so many people to come out to see Russell so many times?" And I was like, "Well, it's just what we try and do when we have these repeat performances. We want the next one to be bigger and bigger." Mm-hmm. Russell's last two shows that he played here before yours hit radio, we sold out both shows. So Jeez. that's what we pride. He only played here seven times. So mm-hmm. a little bit more. And I mean, that's my goal with everything. I'm doing yeah. it with Stephanie Quell right now. I'm championing her in this market and we play her and, and we try and push her. But needless to say, I ran into him again at CRS and he goes, Toad, two minutes. What are you doing? How's the radio station? How do you pay the artist? How are people hearing about it? And I just, da, 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 da. he goes, I'll see you soon. Walked away. And I was like, this, this is cool. He remembers me. We're talking. Well, we started this relationship with radio here, and um, their new GM of the station is really good friends with them. They grew up together. They're buddies, whatever. He goes, you want to go to lunch with him? He's coming in on the 26th. I'm like, absolutely, I want to be there. So I went yeah. to lunch with him. I took him to my favorite sushi spot. He goes, you order at your place. His wife came with him. 
then I told him, Lindsay L's playing a private here. He goes, I go, you guys want to come out and see her? He goes, don't tell her, and we'll come. So they came out. I spent an hour, hour and a half with them, just literally on the back wall. Was this pretty recent? Two weeks ago. That's what he said. I uh, I went and got my hair cut the other day. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we're heading to Vegas. We're playing Stonies. And he was like, oh, I was just there for Lindsay L's show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we like talked for 20 minutes. Dude, he's, we, he's the man. We walked the back wall, and at the end, his wife goes, um, Colleen, she said, don't text, email. I read every one of his emails. Next time you're in Nashville, we're all going to hang out again. She goes, you two cut from the same cloth. Because we walked the wall and talked. He's like, what do you think? What do you think? And I just was like, yeah, you know, this one, oh, I love this guy. I love this, you know, this one's going to. And then yeah. we got down to, to one of the last ones, and I was like, you know, cool dude great songs performance needs a lot of work and that's when his wife was like you too <laughs> <laughs> same and i was like this is rad this is super rad like it was for me it was like one of those experiences that like i hope to maintain a relationship he's going to help me with this stuff that's awesome and um because this is for 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 me this is another one of those things that people just don't ever they don't know about mm-hmm. they don't they don't yep. know any side of this none of it and right. that's the fun of it i don't want to sit down and have your tour manager hand me a piece of paper because it's happened before where they're like these are the topics you need to talk about yeah and i'm yeah, like that's yeah. cool yeah <laughs> and artists don't, don't and artists don't want to do that you know like we just have a real conversation that's what it's about you know mm-hmm. yeah fun tell people how to find you guys online uh, at the Swan Brothers everywhere, S W O N SwanBrothers.com. It's everywhere. Is it? Is that uh, a new it, extension? Yes. SwanBrothersEverywhere.com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean for you grammars, Instagram, for you Facebookers. It's, we're pretty easy to find as long as you spell our name right. Right. It's not. Oh, dude, I saw there's an S W A N out there. The Swan, yeah. the Swan Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Those guys are from Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're pretty easy to find. It's basically Swan Brothers everywhere. Cool. And we, we pretty much head up the, uh, the socials. Yeah. You know, we have, we have a team that helps sometimes, but it's pretty much on there. So if you write us, you know, we're, we're pretty good at getting back and, you know, some stuff we don't see, but. Right. Some stuff we do. So. Cool. Sweet. Thanks for the time. Dude, thank you. Hell yes. Oh. Dude, dude, I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna uh, leave that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I hope it changes before the What's show. <laughs> I hope your balls drop. Too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad, produced by Toad, booked by Toad, voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. <laughs>